This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Housewife. There's only you and your dreams. I'm invincible! Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And there's no hot Lana. He's on no, sabbatical. He's, like, he's eating zombie Jesus with his mom or something. Yeah. Yeah. Delicious. Mm, delicious zombie Jesus. I dig. How do you like your zombie Jesus? Do you smoke it, fry it, grill it, ceviche it? How do you like it? And you gotta smoke it low and slow, you know? Yeah. Uh, I agree. Maybe a little pecan wood or pecan wood, depending on how you like to say it. That smoky flavor of zombie Jesus can't be beat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, anyway, while he was doing that, we watched Housewife, as suggested by Dummy Act. Mm-hmm. So you know it's going to be a thing. It sure will be a thing. <laughs> but it's not a Japanese thing. It's a Turkish thing. Yeah. So, you know, dummy act mixing it up. It's good. Got to keep things fresh. That's true. But yeah, so she, she's, bleh, she suggested we should watch this movie. And we did. We did. So how does this movie start, Chris? Uh, it starts with some, some kids. Yeah. You know, in an old house. And they're hanging out in their blanket fort thing. Yeah. Doing kid stuff. You know, yeah. Probably probably breaking something that their parents didn't want them to break. Or eating something their parents didn't want them to eat. Or doing something else their parents didn't want them to do. Yeah. Like you do. Because that's, what you, that's what you do in a blanket fort. And, uh... One of the gir- the girls comes down with a bad case of first time uh, menstruation. Menzies. Yeah, it's a bad case of the Menzies. Her aunt flows in town. If you get my drift. Yeah, and so her mother, you know, celebrates this fact and explains to her about the birds and the bees, and tells her that you know that you know has a wonderful like you've become a woman now ceremony for her or not that no 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 it definitely not that no i think mom sees the uh the evidence on her underwear and then screams yeah and then drags her out of the room and tells the other girl to stay there yeah because presumably great things are about to happen yeah, I mean, you know, because that's as a kid, that's what you want is like if you f- find out you're bleeding from somewhere, you want your parent to scream in fear and then grab you and haul you away. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works in my house. <laughs> I mean, a little different in my family because, you know, my dad was a pharmacist at a hospital. My mom was a nurse at a hospital, the same hospital that's where they met. But yeah, so like medical medical things were a little bit different. Are you getting an Amber Alert, Chris? I am. <laughs> oh, no. What has Hot Lanta done now? Oh, no. It's the wrong car, so I don't think it's him. Okay, good. Good. Unless he stole his mom's car. <laughs> He's all hopped up on zombie Jesus. We don't know what he could do. The power of Christ compels him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So anyway, oh, yeah, and so the the child that got left behind eventually gets curious as to what is going on. Wanders out of the room. Here's the mother and daughter, other daughter in the bathroom. Yeah, goes goes to said bathroom and sees the mother drowning the the other her sister in a toilet. Yeah, it's uh. <laughs> It's hardcore. Yep, you're like, 
What the fuck? <laughs> cool movie. This is an interesting opening five minutes. <laughs> yep. And uh, uh, other twin sister. I'm pretty sure they're twins. They kind of, they kind of like look like they're the same age. Yeah, sure. Um, finds like a fucking ceremonial dagger lying around the bathroom. Yeah, don't you have a ceremonial dagger in your bathrooms? I mean, I have a safety razor. I I maybe I should bedazzle it some. I guess. Yeah. But so that I could have a ceremonial razor with which to shore, you know, shorn my face. Oh yeah. But yeah, I guess I've just been doing it like layman style, I guess. I guess I need a little bit of uh, a little more ceremony to that. I have so many maybe ceremonial I, daggers in my home. It's almost meaningless. I mean, I guess maybe because I mean, I have like a shaving scuttle. I guess I could fill that with like, like steaming hot blood instead of water. That could help it somehow. Can't hurt. You know, I mean, you got to be a bitch to clean, I think, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But. Because you know, now I can just pour the water out and it's fine. But like once you get some blood coagulated in your scuttle, it's just never good. It's never gotta, the same again. You got to heat it up. Yeah. But no, so she she grabs this dagger and like slices the mom's face, and then they then they the mom stops drowning the sister, but the sister's already drowned, gone, drowned. And they scuffle, and the daughter stabs the mother, and she dies. Well, no. No? She runs off and is hiding with an umbrella. Okay. And the mom yells something about the the people here, or something. Yeah, I, I watched this well over 24 hours ago, so I'm a little fuzzy now. And, uh... The kid's hiding. Somebody shows up, and it's uh, presumably the father. And okay. the father and the mother have a scrap. The father gets cut. And he's the one who takes out mom, I think. Okay, I don't remember any of this, but I completely believe you. And then we jump smash cut to future times. Yes. Where the living child is having sex with a man. Yes. Looks super into it. Yeah, she looks super excited about having sex. Yeah. And he finishes. Mm Mm-hmm. Rolls off of her. And then she gets up and pees like you should do after sex as a woman. Helps, Helps prevent UTIs. Yeah. But... She does not pee in the toilet. Yeah, she's she got pee- a thing about toilets. Yeah, she pees in the bathtub. Like you do? Like I would if I saw my twin sister drowned in one. I could like, okay. Yeah, my mother drowned my twin sister in a toilet. Maybe I have a thing about sitting on toilets and peeing in them. I could see that. What I don't want, what is never answered in this movie, though, is what does she do when she needs to poop? Um... Like, does she poop in the tub? She has a, a special smasher. <laughs> like she has like a like a poop knife that she uses in the tub. A ceremonial poop knife. <laughs> yeah, like that was I was like that just occurred to me. What does she do when she poops? But we never see her poop. We only see her pee. Yeah, which is fine by me. Yeah, I could have done without either of those. But at least it's a f- bit of storytelling to have her pee in the tub. Yeah. And she also takes her secret birth control. Yeah. That she's got stashed in a doll. Because, you know, that's where that's where my wife keeps her birth control. It's not a secret. She just keeps it there. Well, that means she's got a second supply that you don't know about. Uh, well, she does have more than one doll. Yeah. The worst, though, is if you're an Indian family and your mom hides her birth control in the doll. It's hard to tell the difference between the pills and the lentils. 
I suppose that's fair enough. <laughs> Got dad jokes for days, Chris. Dad jokes for days. And so, uh, it turns out that the 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 husband guy is some kind of artist. Yeah, he likes to paint apocalyptic paintings, like Cthulhu tentacles coming down from clouds, shit like that. And she builds dollhouse furniture. Yeah. I was like, oh, we've entered hereditary territory now. Great. And, uh... I don't... <laughs> they don't seem to have, like, a really, like, romantic relationship. Like, they're kind of like... Hey, how's it going? Oh, I'm fine. Okay, good. And they wander off and do their things. I'm like, I mean, maybe my wife and I are weird, but we like to communicate in our relationship. <laughs> Talking. I, yeah, I know. I mean, I do still talk more to you on this podcast than I do to her during the week, but you know, eh. it's more than those two talk. That's true. Uh, she has some kind of episode. Oh, they're at a they're at a restaurant with, and they're talking to some friends. Yeah, who are going to go to this ULM thing, which is the Umbrella of Love and Mind. Yes, something like that. And they are they're talking about that, and they and they're like, oh yeah, I had a, and the the wife and husband are like, Oh yeah, we had a friend who got into that and she just kind of disappeared on us. Like she'd stopped talking to us. And, um, and then like a little kid came up and like accidentally touched a uh, wife's hair and she like freaked out, like not like full on panic attack, but like was definitely super freaked out by it. And like kind of, Ruined the whole vibe of the dinner. Yeah, she definitely screamed in a little kid's face at a restaurant, which is always yeah. uh, bad for the vibe. Yeah, I mean, Hotlanta does that all the time at his at the restaurant he works at, but, I mean, I think that's because people pay him, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Yeah, he's real tall. <laughs> real tall. They're real short. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he has to bend way down to yell into their faces. And that's when they drop the jalapeno poppers down into the crack when he's not looking. Like you do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely doing that next opportunity <laughs> arises. Yeah. You better, because that will be amazing. And you'll be like, what? Troy said I should do it. <laughs> yeah. And they'll be like, oh, okay, that's fine. If Troy been, said so, that's fine. I've been carrying around this pocket jalapeno popper for six fucking weeks. <laughs> But you gotta get it nice and hot though. So when he when he stands back up and it squeezes and the cheese like oozes out, like it's gotta be like hot cheese. Well yeah, I mean you know, for the bit I will carry around a small torch. <laughs> I got a small torch and a jalapeno popper that we can carry around like, at all times. Like a, a creme brulee torch. Yeah. No, just just keep just no. Stay where you're at for I don't know two minutes. Here, could you give me a beer from the bottom shelf all the way in the back? Nope, not that one. Nope, not that. Nope. Oh, okay, go back to that first one. <laughs> he's like, he's like, what's that? What's the, why does it sound like butane? Shut up. Just give me a beer. <laughs> why does it smell like hot jalapeno poppers all of a sudden? But yeah, no. So she yeah, she yells at the kid. It kind of ruins the vibe, and they kind of and like the husband kind of apologizes for her, and the dinner just kind of ends. But she did bring up the fact that when they lived in New York, their friend was in the the ULM. Yeah, yeah. But then like just kind of fell off the face of the earth. Like they hadn't heard from her in a while. And this causes uh, protagonist lady to have like flashbacks of them in New yeah. York, where it sure seems like they weren't just friends. No, she was like, it was like I, I'm not sure if it was polyam, like a full-on polyamorous relationship, or if she was just someone that they slept with a lot. <laughs> 
Yeah, but there was definitely there was definitely yeah, something like, going on. Oh, like a hundred like Hundo P, like they were um like having sex because well one the the plot description I saw or plot synopsis I saw mentioned the fact that she was like sleeping with both of them. But also they mentioned later in the in the movie. Well, yeah. Well, and at this point that we don't know that. I know, I'm just saying. But one Hondo P. So they uh they decide they're all gonna go hang out at the ULM function. Well, no, she shows up. Oh yeah, because uh, she's in town for the function. Yeah, she shows up and and they're kind of like, "Whoa, where the fuck did you come from?" She's like, "Well, well I'm here like with the ULM, and I wanted to know if you guys wanted to come. I could totally get you in. Like, I, you know, I I have extra tickets." She's a member of the family. Does she mention that then, though? I don't remember. I don't recall, but that's how she she's juiced in. Oh yeah, like she's like total like I mean like. If if you were a Nexium, they would be branding you with her initials. Yeah. So they head to the the ULM event, which sure has like uh like big Tony Robbins self help energy. Yeah, but like with a weird like goth industrial vibe. Yeah. Like every everyone there is either like like wearing fucking mascara and or moon boots. Yeah, if Tony Robbins' events were set up by a uh, Bauhaus. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and so uh, and they run into their friends from the dinner there, and they're like, "Oh, hey, you made it!" And like, "Oh yeah, la la la." And then their friend shows up, and they're like, "Oh, you're in the family, aren't you?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm a member of the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah." Oh hey, a protagonist lady, don't we need to don't. You know, like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Do you want to go, too? And she's like, sure. Yeah. And and then protagonist lady pees in the sink in the bathroom. Like you do. While her friend stands guard outside so that no one walks into on her peeing in the sink. Yeah. I just pee in the sink at, at most uh, Tony Robbins functions. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's nothing better to do there, really. Yeah. I but then she also takes her, like, kind of to the back, like, the backstage area and, like, lets her peek, peek through a curtain where she sees uh, the the ULM, like, leader guy, like, doing naked kata. Yeah. It's kind of like the beginning of Apocalypse Now. Yeah. I mean... I'll say I kind of I wish I had his body and my wife probably wishes I had his body, but <laughs> you know, it did look good, but I was like, huh, naked Kata. Okay. I mean, if that's how you psych yourself up for your, uh, your big, uh, self-help speech, go for it. Hey, whatever gets you through the day, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's the third step to enlightenment is naked Kata. Can't hurt, I guess. I mean, I might try it tomorrow now that I think about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know any kata, but I'm I'm trying to find YouTube. Yeah, you'll get it worked out. Although, if I need naked kata, maybe I need to go on Pornhub. You'd actually be surprised the amount of naked things you can find on YouTube. Huh? I've never really searched for naked things on YouTube, but maybe I'll look. As long as it's for educational purposes. I mean, it's kata. Like, kata are 100% educational. 100p educational. Stop saying 100p. <laughs> what, what, what is happening? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, someone, <laughs> someone on a show or movie said that the other day, and I used it today with my wife, and she was like, what did you say? And now I'm just kind of stuck in my head. <laughs> I was going to let it go, but that's the third one, so I, I feel remiss if I wouldn't bring it up. <laughs> okay, I'll try. It might slip out again, though. I don't know. Well, you can't be 100p about it, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, um, yeah. So, but yeah, he's doing it, and then like he kind of turns and looks at the the curtain, and she like closes it real quick, and her friend is like, you know, the fa- the friend in the family is like, oh, like, 
did you see him? And she's like, uh, yeah. 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 I saw a lot of them. Yep. I'd be happy to see more. So they, uh, they head down to the ballroom or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like where, where the speech is going to happen. Uh, the husband is having an interesting conversation before he's outside waiting for the thing to start. Oh yeah. The dude with like all the piercings in his face. Yeah. And he's talking about, uh, how great everything is. Yeah, he's like, oh, I came all the way from some place whose name I don't remember. And like, and then he, he's like, oh, and like, I know so and so. I heard that they're going to become part of the family soon. Yeah. So I came here to watch that. Yeah. And the husband's like, okay, great. Yeah. Like, you got, you got a lighter? Yeah. He's like, cool, cool. That's exactly why I'm out here is to hear this shit. Yeah. So uh, the whole thing kicks off. Yep. The family comes in in robes to much fanfare. Uh, yes, as, as you do. I mean, if you're a member of the family and you're wearing robes, use your fanfare. And then uh, the head of the thing, Bruce. Yes. He comes in and it is fucking weird. He's like in an all black suit with an umbrella. And coming. black gloves. Yeah. And he's like dancing around to uh, what I, something something about the boogeyman. Oh, I don't remember. It's like so like not not the Rob Zombie one. No, it's like some seventies. Okay. Sounding weirdness, and he's kind of dancing around, and it is legit a wrestler's theme and entrance. <laughs> like, yeah, it's wild. They just need like some pyrotechnics and he needed to just like spray water out of his mouth. Yeah, have a big Titantron behind him. Yeah. Showing his highlight reel. Yeah. Is is that is a Titantron bigger than a Jumbotron? Oh yeah, that's why it's Titan. Okay. Like is there like a Leviatron or anything? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to think so. TMTMTM if uh, no one's made a Leviatron yet. If you now make one, you owe us money. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna mail that back to us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, it's it's on the internet. It's 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 recorded for all posterity now. And uh he starts giving what can only be described as a bunch of word vomit about the whole thing. Yeah, like just yeah, it's a bunch of like new age self-help like buzzwords strung together in what are presumably sentences. Yeah. And he's he's got the feeling on his insides cuz he's all their whole thing is that like your dreams are the conduit to bettering yourself. Yes, and that he is a dream walker. I mean, he can teach you to be a dream walker too. Yeah. Just follow these 962 easy steps. I'm sure it only costs several hundred dollars. Well, for the first book, which will get you through like the first 74 steps. Yeah. I and mean, it, I mean, and once you make it through that and you are now a novice, like dream seeker, then you can you can buy another book and advance onwards to become a, a journeyman dream dream seeker. I mean, Which is you, not a dream walker yet. But. You got to dream crawl before you can dream walk. Exactly. <laughs> Christ, Christ. You're not angry about yourself uh, yourself for that one? No, I'm pleased. Okay, good. You should be. <laughs> but I know sometimes you have. You, sometimes you're just like, oh, I hate myself for saying that. I wasn't super pleased until I got a muddle, muttered uh, Jesus Christ <laughs> out of you. And then I was like, nah, that was good then. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. It was good. I like it. <laughs> but he uh, he says that, you know, thanks to his dream walks, he knows that another member of the family is here in the audience tonight. And maybe it's Whoa. you. Oh, my gosh. Could it be me? If you just no. look under your chair. Yep. <laughs> I also did not pay the $120 or whatever it probably cost to get into that fucking thing. And it uh, turns out the new family member is, of course, protagonist. I, yeah. And she's all like, oh, whoa, hey, hey, uh, 
no thank you to most of all of this. Yes. Yeah, because I'm just here because my friend invited me, not because I want to become a part of your family. Yeah. Where presumably you're the the husband in the family and weird sex cult, I'm assuming. I mean, yeah. You're going to have a bunch of people in robes that call themselves a family and it's not a weird sex cult. I don't know. You're doing something wrong. Yeah. I mean, maybe you're making like, like uh, pictures with jug ear handles. I suppose that's possible. Yeah. Maybe I'm making jug faces. But uh, old Bruce is like, no, nah, it's cool. Just uh, let me hold your hand. And he takes his glove off to touch her. Yeah, that's how you know Which, it's like, serious. Everyone, everyone like fucking gasps when he takes his glove off. Yeah, many many know. pearls were clutched. Yeah, you know it's like it's like a Babylon Five, like a like a, a psych, you know one of the one of the psychics gets a better connection when they touch you like flesh to flesh, which is why you know the psychor they all wear gloves to give them that distance. True. Watch Babylon Five. And uh, he hits her with the mind meld. Yep. And she, uh, she she finds herself at home in the bathroom where the, uh... Oh, we missed the part where... Or is this the part where she does? She, uh, dances with her self. I don't remember because it's all weird. Yeah, I think, no, I think that's coming up. This is when the turlet overflows. Yeah. And she uh, freaks out, but then she snaps back to the ballroom. Yeah, and he's got like got her mother's necklace in his hand. Yeah, or something. And then and she's like, "Whoa!" Yeah, and he's like, "No, nah, it's cool. It's cool. We're all friends here." I think he gives her some cryptic shit while she's in dreamscape. Yeah. And uh. So they all head home, they being protagonist, protagonist's husband, and, uh... Okay, no, we did skip that. So at one point earlier on, like, she was making dollhouse furniture, and then she starts dancing to music that isn't there, and then... So she's dancing by her elf, and then she turns Japanese. True. Yeah. So... I just wanted to mention that because I had said that in the the chat. That's true. You did. And I was I was rather proud of that. As you should so, be. Yeah, you know, I mean, what can I say? Anytime you can make a vapors reference is a good time. <laughs> exactly. So they head home. Protagonist, protagonist's husband, and friend in the Their family. Their lover. Yeah. And, uh, Protagonist, protagonist is like, I didn't want to have a kid, but now I totally want to have a kid. And I don't mean eventually, I mean literally now, put your seed in me. Yeah. And he's like, um, what? Yeah. And then their lover's like, here, let me blow you for a second. And then protagonist hops on top of him, and then they just have sex. Yeah. And presumably... Try to impregnate her. Yes. Yeah. So that's probably the least sexy description of sex we've had on this podcast. It ranks up there. Yeah. I mean, we Which did a whole fun. episode about necromantic, so I'm sure it's less sexy things than that, but. Yeah. Mm, yeah. There's that. They fuck dead people. And broomsticks. Yes. I mean, that's what I remember. That's that's almost everything I remember about that movie. So, but yeah, so they um, they they basically have a threesome, but they make sure that the husband vanishes inside the wife so that she presumably can get pregnant because she really wants a kid now. Yeah. And then shit starts flashing like does she flash back to the self-help seminar again at this point 
Like this is when no, this, so this is, is when she gets unstuck in time, though. This is when she goes to the the shed place. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so she like hears a noise, goes outside to their shed, and in the shed is her mother. I think so. I I can't tell. Sometimes I think it's her mom. Sometimes it's her sister. But I can't always tell who it's supposed to be. Which is weird because the mother is like a 40-year-old woman and the sister is like a 12-year-old girl. But but if you put enough blood and mud in so, on someone's faces and hair, you can't really tell what age they are anymore, apparently. So there we go, listeners. There's our there's our uh, makeup tip for the week. If you would like to appear somewhere between the age of 12 and 40, just smear blood and mud all over your face and hair. Yeah. If you want more super exciting makeup tips, then check out our new podcast, Makeup Princess. Yep. <laughs> Where we will give you other fun tips like moisturize with I don't know, liquid hair yeah i got nothing liquid got hair nothing. that's good that's solid <laughs> oh it's it's been a day for me liquid hair is might be the worst thing you ever said <laughs> i don't know why but that just seems super fucking unappealing <laughs> you can blame the 5g flowing through my arm right now because i got my uh i got my second vaccination shot yesterday so Ugh. you know i I'm connecting to all the cell towers now. But, uh, so she freaks out. Everybody shows up. Everybody being husband and other one. Yeah. And, and she's like, the, my mom is in the shed. And they're like, uh, one, isn't your mom dead? And two, we just looked in the shed and no one's there. Yeah. But she also lost the, uh, the necklace, the necklace. Yeah. And uh husband looks for it but can't find it. There is some concern between the the two of them, husband and friend of family. No. Lover. Yeah. That maybe maybe she's not doing so good. Yeah, there might be some uh instability in her uh neural web. And then uh through a combination of the way this movie's structured and not having a uh, book today, stuff happens. Yeah, like it gets very like Lynchian dreamscapey. Like she's constantly like flashing back to the self help seminar where things are happening differently every time. Yeah, like uh, she she shows back up and Bruce is like. Hey man, like shit's real now. You can't stray from the path because then like you're you're a traveler or a walker or something like that. Yeah, and if you if you walk away from this now, shit's gonna be bad, as opposed to the real good that it is. I guess I don't yeah, know. You know, and that wonderful like loving relationship she was in beforehand. I mean, like her life wasn't that great to begin with. And she, uh, of course, strays from the path because, like, I don't know. Why wouldn't you at that point, I guess? Yeah. I mean, at some point, like, she walks down some stairs and finds a book of apocalyptic visions and starts to flip through it. And then finds there's a bunch of blank pages after about halfway through. And so she goes back to the last page that has writing. And it talks about how she finds a book on the stairway and opens it up and reads it dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Ellipsis. <laughs> and, uh, what else happens? I know, like this, so, uh, dear listeners, uh, at this point, my brain said, oh, this is all a bunch of weird dreamscape shit that doesn't, that doesn't actually have any grounding in anything, so anything that happens isn't real, so... There's no reason to watch any of this because it's going to have zero impact on the movie. And so I checked out about this point for a while. <laughs> yeah. And at some point, 
as she's remembering things differently, we see that her husband got real mad about the whole mind meld thing in the ballroom Mm -hmm. and was drug away by like 12 dudes. Yeah. Like he like almost, he tried to like assault Bruce. Yeah. And you don't touch Bruce. Yeah. That's the rules. I mean, he will unleash like that one inch punch on you if you don't get dragged away. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I seriously like I, I start my brain just like shut down at this point on during the movie. It's probably not the best reaction to have, but that's honestly what happened. So a bunch of weird shit happens. I think that's the main thing. Uh, we we see more like bloody, dirty monster people. Yeah. Um. So. Okay, so, and then when things start to actually, like, come to a head, um, you know, Third Wheel um, shows up and is talking to protagonist's wife, and Bruce shows up, and I think uh, Third Wheel, like, tries to convince Bruce that maybe she shouldn't, like, a protagonist shouldn't be... uh, have this happen like the what he wants to have happen to her shouldn't happen to her and he stabs third wheel yeah is that before or after the the family beats up her husband again for real i think that's after because husband's there too and he doesn't like any of this shit but he gets beat up which forces him to like fucking paint. Yeah, okay, the paint happens at the very end. Almost to the very end. So yeah, but yeah, I think like he gets dragged away, I think, while third wheel is there trying to convince Bruce that this shouldn't happen. Yeah. Um he get he gets dragged away like husband gets dragged away and beaten. Yeah, yeah, because third wheel's like, don't hurt him, don't hurt him. Yeah. Third wheel gets stabbed by Bruce, and then they jump back jump smash flash cut to um the self-help seminar where she comes staggering out on stage in her robe like bleeding out and everyone's cheering hooray (laughs) and that's when i was like oh wait maybe i should pay attention now (laughs) and uh so now at the house we have bruce has been bruce is there husband's drug off Yes. Third wheel is dead. Yes. A uh, bunch of weird kids in robes show up. Kids and adults, because it's it's a very inclusive group. Yeah, and they like they have like gray faces with like mud and blood on them. Some of them. Yeah. And they're and like protagonist is like, um, who are these fuckers? And Bruce is like, oh, those are my children. Yeah. And she's like, huh. They uh they drag her over to uh some sort of like ottoman? Yeah, it's kind of more like it's almost like an altar. And they uh and they hold they her down. The necklace, they put and they put the necklace back on her. Yeah. Cause it makes its reappearance. And then Bruce is talking about how she's going to give birth to the the child of a power the, the master, I think. Yeah, a master, like whatever they call her. And then he takes his gloves off, sticks some fingers down her throat. Well, first they manifest the grown-up version of her dead sister. Or is it her sister or her mother? Sure. Yes. It's definitely. <laughs> it's definitely her sister or her mother. Yeah. And uh Oh yes. She throws up white stuff and Bruce uh skins well, uh, her face off. Are you sure it was white stuff and not like Garambosia? Or whatever that word is. Garmambosia. Yes, Garmambosia. It was certainly not cream corn. <laughs> Uh, Bruce takes her face off. Yes. And wears it like a mask. <laughs> yes, he goes full uh, 
Troot on it. Yeah. And uh, takes off his shirt, and that's when you're like, damn, Bruce, you're fucking cut, dog. Yeah, like, and that's like about one time my wife walked in, and I was like, well, I guess we got some beefcake for you, hun. <laughs> and uh, so Bruce has the mask. Right, he's got the mask, and then he takes his left hand and takes like two of his fingers and sticks them down her throat. And then he takes his right hand and puts it on her belly. And that impregnates her. Yes. And also just hates her instantly. Yeah. She's like fucking like nine months. Like she gives, she gives birth quicker than Wanda Maximoff. Yeah. Yeah. And so she gives birth to uh, the gross thing. Well, it's it's comes out like in a rocky cocoon. Yeah. Like a muddy rock cocoon. And uh, as, as that's happening, Bruce goes back and cuts off the back skin of mother sister. Yes. To make uh, the swaddling blanket for the cocoon thing. Yep. And and she is very happy. The protagonist is very happy to hold it in her arms. Yeah. And it starts to come out of its cocoon thing. And this is about the time where they cut to husband painting. And he paints a picture of a bunch of people in robes standing below a balcony with wife holding up a baby like fucking Lion King style up to the sky with like a bunch of tentacles coming down from the sky. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so the the baby in quotes yeah. Is now emerged from the qu- cocoon? Yeah, emerges, yes. And uh, she breastfeeds it while Bruce wraps it in her sister mother's back skin. And he's all like, yeah, now you're the boss, I guess. Yeah. And she's yeah, all... like, bow down to her. Yeah. And she or takes... the baby. It's yeah. tell which. Yeah, both, I guess, maybe. I mean, maybe it's like a Virgin Mary Jesus thing where, like, half of them worship her and half of them worship him, I guess. I don't know. They'll fight about it later. Yeah. So she uh, she takes the, quote, baby out on the balcony, and there are, like, hundreds of these fucking robe dudes out there now. Mm-hmm. All, uh scurrying about like Jawa style yeah and then uh, we pan up to the sky where it turns out that uh, you know fucking giant Cthulhu monster is emerging yeah which reminds me of the end of a movie that we haven't watched yet for the podcast but I've suggested so I I won't spoil the name of that movie (laughs) but yeah I was like oh that reminds me of this movie Oh, we haven't watched that yet for the podcast. Never mind. And uh, protagonist looks super pleased. And husband died at the end of his painting. Yeah. He auto-scried that he died. Yep. And that's the end of the movie? Yeah, more or less. And there's credits. And it's all Turkish names. Yeah. Which involve lots of umlauts. Nothing wrong with like, a good umlaut. I mean, like, more than, like, a German production, which I think is... I think the Turks were like, fuck, fuck you, I'm taking all your umlauts. I'm taking it back. Yep, they're taking umlauts back. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? Um... It was weird. But in a good way. It, uh... I think... It runs into an issue where, like you were saying, it's not super clear that the, the it's not clear that if you 
poop in your dream, you poop for real. <laughs> so, like, there's a disconnect that happens for, like, uh, probably a good 20% of the movie, at least. Yeah. Where you're like, wait, is any of this real? Is this... Like, does this matter? Is this all dream shit? Which doesn't work real great. The first viewing. Yeah. Once you realize that it all matters, then you're like, oh, crap. I probably should have gotten off of Twitter for a minute when that was happening. Yeah. But I am not going to go rewind. Yeah, there's no way I'm doing that. I am far too lazy. Yep. I think it's an interesting story. It it definitely goes places from where it starts. It starts off, and you're like, holy shit, where could this possibly go? And then you get to the end, and you're like, not where I thought we were going to go, for sure. Nope. I think the biggest drawback for me honestly, is protagonist the wife lady. Her English is poor, which in a movie that seems to be relying so much on atmosphere and setting, sometimes it's just hard to get a read on like the inflection when she speaks and stuff. Because everybody else in this movie speaks practically perfect English. Yeah. Like, so every so often she'll react to a situation and the inflection's weird or the the cadence is off and it's just it's yeah, so it's weird. It's like she had to learn her lines phonetically for some of them and so like she doesn't understand what she's saying so she doesn't know how to apply the right inflection and pacing to them yeah which Which, isn't which i mean it makes sense but you're just kind of like oh yeah like sometimes you're just kind of i'm not sure if she's trying to be surprised or angry or sad or happy here yeah which is a shame because her performance is real good yeah she's a good actress it's just that's they that's a little bit of a hiccup there yeah but I still I I had a good enough time. I think it's uh it's a pretty solid like dreamy like poor man's David Lynch kind of an affair. Yeah. I say if you're in for something a little bit you know dreamlike Something that relies way heavier on like atmosphere, a real uh, show don't tell kind of a thing. It's a pretty good time. It's definitely one of those movies where about halfway through, you're either going to be like, okay, I'm into this, or you're going to be like, uh, all right, I'm going to do literally anything else than this now. But I say, I say, give it a go. It it goes places. It does things. It is very unsettling at times. And uh, Bruce is cool. I dig Bruce. <laughs> he wears a lady's face. Yep. What do you think, Troy? Um, I liked it. I probably would have liked it more if I paid more attention to it in the middle. Um, but like I said my brain just like rebelled against the fact that I thought everything was a dream right now. So since I couldn't trust anything that was going on, like all the stakes disappeared, which when I got to the end, I realized was the wrong interpretation. Um, so, I mean, so I mean, I definitely think people should watch this. Uh, if you, for some reason show up at my house and demand that I show it to you, I'll probably show it to you so that I can watch it again and can, uh, you know, and and then watch it and understand a little bit better what's going on during it. But no, I think it's worth a watch. Um, watch the, pay attention. I will say because I didn't for part of it. Uh, but yeah, I think you should pay attention. It's it's good. I like it. Um, this was the guy who did Baskin, 
the director who did Baskin, which we have not done for the podcast, but I have seen and I really enjoyed. Um, so I'm curious to see other things by this director, actually, because he seems to have a really strong visual style, which I really enjoy. So I would say watch this movie. Also, I guess if you stalk me on the internet and can find my house, I will show it to you. I have proclaimed, which is probably a stupid thing to have said, but I have said it. Yeah. So what are we watching next week, Chris? We are going to watch Microwave Massacre. As suggested to us by uh, Brett's supposed, alleged real cousin, Brett. It sure sounds like a thing he would say we should watch. Yep. And uh, I will not be there because I will be in a cabin that has no Wi-Fi, but does have dark skies above it. So my wife will be able to use her telescope. Hooray. And, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be a nice little vacation because we have not gone on vacation for over a year now because of COVID. So what if people want to send weird photos of the outside of your house to prove that they found it, but didn't have the uh, fortitude to actually knock on your door? How would they do that? Well, they could email me directly, but I won't give them that information. They can find that on their own. Uh, but um, they could also uh, email us as a podcast at slaughterhousepodcast at gmail.com. They could go onto Facebook and reach us there where we are Slaughterhouse Princess. And they could tweet us at Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in Princess. They could go to our subreddit at r slash SHP podcast. I'm pretty sure we did not make that private due to um, weird Reddit hiring practices. Uh, let's see. And then I think that's pretty much the good ways to reach us. If you would like to listen to us in any way other than you're currently doing now, uh, here are some other options. You can find us on iTunes, Google, Music, Play, Podcasts, whatever the frick they call it now. Uh, we are on Spotify, iHeartRadio, tune in uh you can bark at your alexis to make it play slaughterhouse princess uh you could tell your google home to play slaughterhouse princess Um, and if you would like to support us financially you could go to our patreon where we have made great strides actually on our secret patreon project that we're working on uh with a special guest of the guest for this for that and uh, I won't be any more specific than that because I think it'll be fun um, you could also go to store.sarosprincess.com and uh, buy some of our sweet sweet merch uh, otherwise the other other way to reach us which I had forgotten about until now is to go to discord.sarosprincess.com and join our discord server where we talk about anything and everything that you would like to put in the general chat. Mm-hmm. So come back next time for Microwave Massacre. And while other podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. But like when a bunch of styrofoam peanuts go poof out from underneath of it, you're like, oh, fuck, man, really? <laughs> <laughs>